Live from WRAL News Headquarters in Raleigh, your number one source for local news. WRAL News, coverage you can count on. Waking up to foggy conditions here at RDU. I'll show you where else we're looking at low visibility. Accusations of racism stir controversy at the, as the soccer tournament begins its second day in Cary. This is a live look right now, Wake Med Soccer Park. One team won't be coming back today. And signs are already up showing Fort Bragg's new name coming up, what they're doing today to make it official. Fort Liberty has a nice ring mm -hmm. to it. A new era for that post. Good morning, everyone. It is 6 o'clock. We made it to Friday, and as always, we're glad you're joining us. I'm Renee Chu. And I'm Jeff Hogan. Yeah, thanks for making us part of your routine here on this Friday. We have some low cloud cover out there. We're seeing it once again, Elizabeth Gardner in the WRL Severe Weather Center with a look at that visibility. Now, quarter mile visibility right around the airport and a little bit lower than that in South Hill, Virginia. And that's where we would consider that we'd be seeing fog. Notice it's not terribly widespread, but low cloud cover, especially around Roxborough, Southern Pines. Most of us are seeing at least some cloud cover out there this morning, but it's not likely to cause you any problems in most places. Uh, we take a look here uh, at Durham and you can see that low cloud cover here. 66 degrees is our current temperature. Uh, right around the triangle area. Now we're dealing with some cloud cover to begin with. A little bit of drizzle possible, especially where we're seeing some of that fog closer to the uh, closer to the airport. We'll likely see the clouds breaking up this afternoon. You can see starting at around 3 or 4 o'clock, that sunshine breaking through. It might be a little earlier than that. And we could see an isolated shower. We saw some of that yesterday. We'd likely see fewer of those today, but it's not a zero chance. Mid-70s at lunchtime. We do climb into the low 80s with some sunshine this afternoon. And we continue to track, track what's happening here in the tropics. Tropical Depression 2 here off the coast of Florida in the Gulf of Mexico. It has winds at 35 miles per hour and at 38 miles per hour, it would be a tropical storm. But it does not look like it's going to become one. Arlene is the next or the first name on the list, I should say. It looks like the storm will be a tropical depression and then just a low moving down there onto the coast of uh, Cuba. We have our beach forecast for you coming up in just a little bit as well as a look at the mountains for the weekend. Brian? 601 tracking a couple of crashes in Raleigh right now. Just getting word of a minor crash crash on Wake Forest Road at Wake Town Drive, which is just south of the 440 interchange. Sensors are indicating a little bit of a northbound delay as you head through that interchange. Also, not too far from there, look out for a hit and run investigation right now on 440 westbound at Glenwood Avenue. Not seeing backups, but a reminder, when you see those flashing lights on the side of the road, you do need to move over at least one lane. That is state law in North Carolina. As Elizabeth mentioned, maybe a little patchy fog here and there, but a lot of low cloud cover. That's a live look at 40 at Miami Boulevard in Durham. Traffic's flowing freely right now in both directions. In just a few hours, fans will once again fill Wake Med Soccer Park in Cary for day two of the soccer tournament. But accusations of a racial slur during a match have one team headed home early. WRO's Eric Miller is at the soccer park where this is casting a shadow over this big event. Eric? Absolutely, Jeff. You know, the sun is starting to come up here at the Wake Med Soccer Park, but it is not going to be shining on Dallas United. That's the team that allegedly directed this racial slur at another player uh, during yesterday's match. It's all started during the match against West Ham United, a Dallas United player uh, allegedly directing that slur at West Ham's Frank Newble. Play was suspended as a 
players, coaches, and officials all gathered down there on the field trying to figure out what exactly had happened. Uh, TST officials, the soccer tournament officials, ended up launching an investigation. Dallas United launching their own investigation. The end result being that Dallas United has withdrawn from this tournament. Now, we still don't exactly know what was said out there on the pitch. Don't know what uh, Dallas United player said, uh, said this alleged racial slur. Still working to get those details this morning, but we do know that they are out of this tournament. That is going to be having an impact on play today. Dallas United's match against Far East United, obviously not going ahead at this point. Still, though, there is a lot of soccer that's going to be happening here today and throughout the weekend. Still plenty for folks to come out here and enjoy. Of course, keep following the latest developments on this story. Bring them to you as soon as we get them. In Kerry, Eric Miller, WRAL News. It's now up to President Biden to raise our nation's debt ceiling and avoid financial disaster. You're looking live right now at the Capitol building where the Senate voted just before 11 last night to approve a deal with just three days until the deadline. President Biden is expected to address the nation tonight before signing it into law. The deal allows the U.S. to keep borrowing money to pay its debts for two years while also putting a cap on spending. North Carolina's senators, who are both Republicans, were divided. Tom Tillis voted for it. Ted Budd joined 36 others in voting against it. One of the sticking points was approval for the controversial Mountain Valley Pipeline. If you were to let Congress do pipeline deals, it would be pretty easy for somebody to look at a map and say, well, this county never voted for you. Why don't we run it through that county? The Mountain Valley Pipeline was part of the whole deal that, we, that, we had originally, uh, that I had originally struck with Manchin for the IRA. It does a, you take the whole plan and it does a huge amount of good for the environment. In a statement last night, President Biden said no one gets everything they want in a negotiation. But make no mistake, this bipartisan agreement is a big win for our economy and the American people. In just a few hours, Fort Bragg will officially become Fort Liberty. Today, the military post will remove its Confederate namesake and take on its new identity. WRL's Naya Harden joins us live from On Post this morning, where the new name is already in place there. We're just waiting for the official ceremony, Naya. Yeah, Jeff, and I can tell you this, when we were driving up this way, it was really weird to see this big sign here that we're used to seeing, Fort Bragg, now Fort Liberty. But all of these changes becoming official this morning once they do that ceremony. Lieutenant General Chris Donahue, Fort Bragg's commanding general, will be the guest speaker today. Once uncasing of the Fort Liberty colors, signifying the redesignation to Fort Liberty, that's when it will become official. The change comes from the Department of Defense initiative after the 2020 George Floyd protests to rename military installations with the name of Confederate soldiers. According to a commission report, the changes will cost Fort Bragg more than $6 million. During the first march under the new installation name, the garrison commander explained the importance of Fort Liberty. The purpose of an event like this is to ensure that uh, that we don't forget that we're intentional about remembrance, um, and you know because it is a understated event, you know, it's it's a walk. It gives you some time to think and to be introspective and to think on on what really took to to make this installation what it what it is. WRAL's Gilbert Bays is going to be there for the ceremony, and we will have that for you live streaming it on the WRAL News app. Nia Harden, WRAL News at what will soon be Fort Liberty. 
happening right now in the WREL Live Center, a very disturbing find in Guadalajara, Mexico. Uh, police found 45 bags containing human remains in a steep ravine. The body parts, they do match the physical characteristics of missing employees of a call center. Seven call center employees were reported missing back in May. Forensic experts say... They have yet to determine the number of victims and their identities. But again, 45 bags were found with body uh, body parts. They are working with families of the missing to help identify these remains right now. A 17 year old girl remains in custody this morning on a murder charge. Rocky Mount police say she was arrested in connection to the killing of Philip Johnson. Investigators say the 57 year old man was found dead inside a home on Cypress Street Wednesday. They have not said how he died. The name of the girl charged in this case was also not released. She was taken to juvenile services. Happening today, the town of Chapel Hill is raising awareness about the dangers of guns in the community. Local leaders and activists will attend the National Gun Violence Awareness Day event. It's also known as Wear Orange Day in honor of those who have lost their lives in shootings. Gun violence is now the leading cause of death for children and teens in the U.S. Today's event will include updates on state and federal legislation regarding gun safety. And it's happening at the Peace and Justice Plaza at 1230 this afternoon. The woman who led North Carolina through the COVID-19 pandemic is now expected to be the next director of the CDC. Sources tell WRL that President Biden will tap Dr. Mandy Cohen to replace Rochelle Walensky as head of the agency. Cohen was North Carolina's Secretary of Health and Human Services through the pandemic. She became one of our state's most recognizable faces during the crisis. Walensky plans to step down from the post at the end of the month. 2023 Special Olympics North Carolina begin today with the torch lighting and opening ceremony. The torch lighting will take place at the state capitol after a final five-mile run by law enforcement from across the state. This is video from yesterday's leg of the run from Zebulon to Raleigh. Today's portion starts at 9 at Carter-Finley Stadium with the torch lighting set for 11.30 this morning. Opening ceremony begins at NC State's Reynolds Coliseum, 7.30 tonight, free and open to the public. And WRO's Ken Smith, proud to be the MC. This is video from a previous year's ceremony. More than 1,300 Special Olympic athletes will be part of this year's great event. It is 6.09, a new push in the fight against the opioid epidemic in Johnson County. How activists say millions of dollars can best be spent to make a real difference. Also ahead, this very happy and very excited 14-year-old middle school student is the new Scripps National Spelling Bee champion. Why he is a shining example of sheer determination and the winning word he spelled for the title. We're starting with gray skies across most of the viewing area right now. You can see the clouds here in Fayetteville. In some spots, it's a little bit of patchy fog, but it won't last all day. I'll show you when the sunshine returns and when we'll hit the 80s. As you get into your car, tune to WRAL News Plus on your radio in Raleigh on 99.3 FM, in Durham 96.5 FM, and everywhere on 101.5 HD3.
It is 612 and we're seeing cloudy skies in Wilson, Durham and Fayetteville and really the bulk of the viewing area. There was a, a time just about 30 minutes ago that, where there are a few holes in the clouds making for a pretty sunrise, but we're really pretty gray right now. Uh, some patchy fog in some spots too, but temperatures are pleasant. 64 in Wilson, 66 Durham, 67 in Fayetteville. Could be a little bit of drizzle, especially right around the triangle where we're seeing some patchy fog. Again, temperatures are mainly in the mid-60s, so it's not, it's not terrible out there feeling. Uh, once we get to lunchtime, the clouds will begin to break up, and when the kids come home from school, temperatures will be in the low 80s. We should see partly cloudy skies with an isolated shower. I'm tracking a front that'll drop in on us late tomorrow, likely to bring some scattered storms. I'll show you the timeline coming up. Brian? 6.13 right now. We're still watching a couple of crashes in Raleigh. Just looked at the sensors out at Wake Forest Road at Wake Town Drive. Not seeing huge delays there just south of the 440 interchanges. They worked to clear a minor crash. I think it's likely this has been moved over into a parking lot at this point. Still have a hit and run investigation going on at 440 westbound around the Glenwood Avenue interchange. No backup showing up there, but a reminder when you see those flashing lights, move over at least one lane. Looking good overall around the triangle. Our major route's in pretty good shape in Durham, Chapel Hill, and around the rest of Wake County. There's a live look at the Beltline at Wake Forest Road. Traffic looking good in both directions, Jeff. Thanks, Brian. There is a push this morning for a new detox and recovery center in Johnston County to fight the ongoing opioid crisis. Organizers from Joko Angels and Recovery Alive say they would like to see this as another option to help patients battling addiction. Johnston County is slated to receive more than $8 million from a national opioid settlement. That's over the next 18 years. Advocates say some of that money should be used to open a treatment center. I want to focus on the cure. The person who has overdosed, I do believe they should have someone show up for them. WRL has reached out to county commissioners and the county health department to find out their plans for the settlement money, and we're waiting to hear back from them. Samophile. Do you know the meaning of that word? And could you spell it? If you can't, no worries. We can get some help from the 14-year-old who is now the new Scripps National Spelling Bee champ. Ken Smith joins us now with a look at the big moment. And Ken, never heard of that word until today. Yeah. Uh, how would you spell it? <laughs> well, let's put it this way. I'm going to actually leave that to the expert, Dabshaw. You know, when I first heard the word, Renee, I thought maybe it started with the letter S, possibly C. Oh, no, it starts with the letter P. Take a listen. Samophile. 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 P S A M M O P H I L E. Samophile. That is correct. Oh, yeah, the third time was definitely the charm for Dev Shaw as he is showered with victory confetti. He finished outside the top 50 in two previous runs of the script spelling bee title. Now, this 14-year-old is from Largo, Florida, which is in the Tampa St. Pete Clearwater area. He definitely put his middle school on the map, Morgan Fitzgerald Middle School there in Largo. He had family members in the audience, his little brother, his dad, as well as others watching in New Jersey, India, and, of course, Largo, Florida. By the way, Samophile means an organism that thrives in sandy soils or area. Shaw takes home $50,000. He'll join the Today Show right after our morning news to reflect on this big moment in the spotlight. He said his legs were still shaking with it. <laughs> and Ken, now that we all know how to spell it, the challenge is let's all try to use that word oh today gosh. in a sentence. <laughs> I'll start. North Carolina's coast is home to a variety of samophiles. Ladies and gentlemen, Renee Chu. In there the you house. go. All right.
Your new word for the day, Jeff. (laughs) Where's the confetti for that one? Exactly. (laughs) Very nice. President Joe Biden is expected to issue a veto to a Senate resolution denouncing his student debt forgiveness plan. The vote is largely symbolic as the future of the plan will ultimately be decided by the Supreme Court. Democrats Joe Manchin and John Tester joined Republicans in voting for the resolution. Manchin said the plan forces people who already paid off their loans or didn't go to college at all to support others. You can pick up free over-the-counter medication today in Raleigh. NC MedAssist is hosting a free pharmacy event from 9 to 2 at Roberts Community Center on East Martin Street. You can pick up cough and cold medicine, vitamins, allergy medication, and first aid supplies. It's open to anyone over 18 with no income restrictions. This first weekend of June is filled with lots of family-friendly events. Here's a look at WRL Out and About's Best Bets. <laughs> first Fruits Farm Memorial Balloon Festival is this weekend in Lewisburg. Carnival rides, vendors, tethered hot air balloon rides, and balloon glows. This is the one that was scheduled for last weekend. It got moved because of rain. WRL is a proud community partner. On Saturday, you can head to City Plaza for Raleigh's International Food Festival. The event will include more than 50 food trucks, and there will be a large outdoor dance party from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Admission is free. Also Saturday, the Bimbe celebration is happening at Rock Quarry Park in Durham. This annual event celebrates African and African-American history, arts, and traditions. There will be live music, arts and crafts, a family fun zone, and much more from 1 to 7 p.m. This is also free. So many fun outdoor events, and the weather should cooperate. It will be toasty tomorrow. Meteorologist Elizabeth Gardner in the WRL Severe Weather Center. First, with a look at our foggy Friday. Yeah, we do have some late-day thunderstorms in the forecast for Saturday. But other than that, definitely going to be drier than it was last weekend. Gray skies in Goldsboro, Fayetteville, Apex, and Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill, courtesy of Top of the Hill Restaurant. And, of course, right there on Hay Street is our Fayetteville newsroom. We checked visibility, and visibility is still showing up at a quarter of a mile in the triangle. But I, I just took a look at every single one of our weather cameras just now and it is definitely starting to look a little better. Lots of cloud cover but we're not looking at visibility uh, quite as low as it was just a little while ago. It's still showing up that way on uh, on our map here but it's starting to look a little bit better on the cameras. Uh, we'll take a, that was not supposed to be Wrightsville Beach. <laughs> we take a look at our next system looking at evening showers and thunderstorms for tomorrow. Most of the day will stay dry. It will be hot uh, but our rain chances will appear mid to late afternoon into the evening. And again, mostly those will be north and west of, uh, say, the Triangle area or so. Let's take a look at future casts. This morning, we're dealing with a lot of cloud cover. By lunchtime, we start to see the clouds breaking up. We'll see partly cloudy skies in the afternoon and an isolated shower. You know, there were a few of those yesterday. We could see one or two more of those again today. Saturday, we'll start off with some cloud cover, especially from the Triangle area eastward, kind of like we're seeing this morning. But those clouds will break up by lunchtime. Look at how quickly things clear out. And we'll see a nice hot afternoon. By the time we hit 3 o'clock in the afternoon, though, we'll see some scattered showers and thunderstorms popping up, especially from Raleigh northward and westward. We may not see much at all along and east of the I-95 corridor. This is all along a front that's going to be dropping across the area. And then we get into the day Sunday, and it looks absolutely beautiful. We're going to see cooler conditions, some sunshine, and we don't have a chance for rain. Checking the tropics. Tropical Depression 2 sitting here off the coast of Florida in the Gulf of Mexico. 
It is moving south at five miles per hour, so very slowly. It has winds at 35. Now, 38 mile per hour winds would make it a tropical storm. And yesterday's forecast was for that to become a tropical storm briefly this morning. Its name would be Arlene, the first one on the list. But this new forecast that just came down the 5 a.m. advisory has it still as a tropical depression and then just becoming a low moving toward the coast of Bermuda. Looking ahead at the computer models, it doesn't look like it's going to redevelop anywhere. Um, and it doesn't look like it's really going to have an effect uh, anywhere in the United States. Our current danger for today is moderate along the northern Outer Banks. And coming up in uh, just about 25 minutes, I'll have your beach and mountain forecast for this coming weekend. Definitely looks better than last weekend. 89 for tomorrow. We have yet to hit 90 degrees at RDU. I'm hoping we're going to keep it right there at 89. After that, there's some nice weather in our forecast. Sunday looks beautiful and temperatures stay at or below normal for much of next week, Brian. 621 right now. Still watching these two crashes in Raleigh. One at Wake Forest Road at Wake Town Drive. Just check with Raleigh 911. Still an active scene. Still seeing some delays, especially on that northbound side of Wake Forest Road. But it's hard to tell if that's because of the crash or just the uh, lights there at the 440 interchange. Also still had that hit-and-run investigation reported at 440 Westbound and Glenwood Avenue. We're looking good coming in from Johnston County on 40 Westbound, and 40 looks good all the way through South Raleigh. We'll check in on South Durham, I-40 at Fayetteville Road. Both directions looking clear on this camera, and sensors indicate that eastbound trip from 15501 to 885, seeing just a one-minute delay. Thanks, Brian. The search for three men still missing after an Iowa apartment complex is growing more desperate now. New information released just hours ago by city officials as the work to find the men intensifies. The march to the College World Series begins today. The matchups local teams have ahead of them as they have their eyes set on Omaha. This What's Trending report, sponsored by Rug and Home. The 10th Fast and Furious movie is burning up the box office. We already have some big news about the next step for the franchise. Brian Schrader here now with What's Trending. A franchise has been around a while now, and The Rock says that his character Hobbs is coming back. He's going to be in a new movie that is not part of the core franchise, but it bridges the gap between Fast X and the upcoming Fast X Part 2. The Rock previously said that he would not be in the series any, anymore because he had a falling out with Vin Diesel. Yeah, I mean, he was uh, really uh, adamant about the fact that things had gotten so bad uh, with his relationship with Vin Diesel that there was no way he was going to come back. But th I don't think this shocks a ton of people that he is actually going to make a part and bridge those two together. Yeah, because, you know, you want to dig deeper into the plot there. You got to fill in the gap there. So they got to make another movie about whatever the yeah. gap is. Hobbs is back. The two it, Fast and Furious movies. It's not Fast 11, it's Fast 10 Part 2. Right, Just right. In right. case you're keeping track right. at home. Taylor Swift fever <laughs> is sweeping the nation. Take a look at these huge lines in Chicago. Not to see Swift, but to buy her merchandise. Thousands of people came out to buy t-shirts and other stuff ahead of Taylor's three-night series of shows at Soldier Field, which begin tonight. Well, and great that sales start early because then you don't have to wait in line while you're at the concert. You don't want to miss the concert, right? Miss her singing. So get the merchandise and then you have something to wear to the concert. Those are merch lines. That's amazing. <laughs> it's Taylor. Yeah, true. <laughs> Brian, thank you. Taking a look at some low cloud cover across much of the region this morning. Coming up in just a few minutes, I'll show you future cast and when these clouds begin to break up. 
A global soccer tournament happening in Cary is now under the shroud of allegations of racism. Here's a live look at WakeMed Soccer Park. One team will not be back today after an opponent alleged that a player used a slur.